So our short scripture lesson tonight is connected to this new series that we're doing during the season of Lent called Retro God, uh, classic things that God is into. And the topic tonight is abstaining. The passage is in Matthew. You have Bibles nearby. Um, So the reading is going to come from Matthew chapter 6 as well as from Luke chapter 5. So it's pages 893 as well as 949 in the Bibles nearby. So this is God's word. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have reached their reward in full. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, And pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. But only to your Father who is unseen And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Luke chapter 5, just a couple verses. Verse 15 and 16. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Join me in a brief prayer. God, thank you that we could come on an unlikely night uh, to consider a season that is starting that is not on the radar probably of most of the people we've run into today. Uh, Thank you that for whatever reason we're here and you make our hearts ready for what you are going to create in us during this season. And now as we think about this, these scripture passages, will you help us? Will you help us through our struggles, our doubts, our jealousies, our judgments of others? Will you help us through the things that just get in the way of hearing you clearly? Meet us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, what are people thinking about the season of Lent? The search on Twitter today. Um, just to kind of see what people are saying. And I'm telling you, 99% of it is just humor and wonderful irony that people think is really clever about the season of Lent. So some of these have that. Um, One person says, I gave up the Dodgers for Lent. It's only fair they gave up on themselves last season. I don't even follow baseball, but I just thought that 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 was a little bit clever, I thought. Um, Somebody pointed out that National Margarita Day just so happens to be the first day of Lent. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Someone said, 
what is Lent? I am lost. <laughs> the Pope takes to Twitter to save Lent. That was another tweet that I found several times over and over. Uh, someone said, for Lent, I'm giving up all food that does not come on top of a pizza. So, that's, so they'll eat pizza all Lent, I guess. Um, and then a more serious one was, for Lent, I'm giving up worrying about things I have no control over in my life. Someone said, I'm giving up homework for Lent. I say, good luck with that. Um, and someone, of course, said, I'm giving up Twitter, Twitter for Lent. It's going well. Um, You know, where are you at as we approach this season? Jesus withdrew often to lonely places and prayed. He withdrew and he prayed. A writer, Paula Houston, who um, there's a bunch of quotes and reflections that are going to be in the worship guides throughout this season from her. This one's actually not in there, this particular quote. But she said, One evening, it occurred to me that turning to entertainment for stimulation... And distraction when I was mentally exhausted was like drinking caffeine when what I really needed was a good nap. Was there any reason I couldn't give my tired mind a rest instead of artificially invigorating it? Paula Houston was recognizing the need for what Jesus is said to have done, to withdraw and to pray. To withdraw, to abstain, to cease to pause. Those are the th kinds of things that we, that most people tend to uh, grab hold of as a practice or something to do during this season. The whole point of it for Jesus was to pray. Stop, pause, abstain, withdraw from something in order to get more of God. Think about it this way. Most of us are spending a lot of our lives, a lot of the time, myself included, running on empty. And we're trying to reinvigorate our lives artificially with things, to pause from something, to abstain from something, whether you choose to or not during Lent, is a way of getting from being outside of the reach of God's love to getting closer uh, into the reach of his powerful working love. It's like we're living out of the range of it, and we just need to get closer. So an example. Um, one of the more odd disciplines of abstinence that you maybe have never even thought of is secrecy. It sounds kind of like the James Bond uh, practice of Lent. I don't know, secrecy, you know, what does that mean? Um, but imagine this, if this was to be your practice during Lent. Somehow you decided you were going to, throughout Lent, um, have it be your goal perhaps every day to regularly shelve ideas that you want to bring up in conversation with people, you know, the people you see and talk to all the time, you just decide it through this practice to withdraw from that. And so by the end of Lent, you've got, I, I, you know, ideally you'd have this whole shelf full of things that you could have said, that you could have brought up, you could have directed the conversation, you could have gotten feedback about something, you could have told a story that would have been funny. And you catch yourself, you put it on the shelf, and you see what starts to happen. And that's kind of the idea. Then to Not that you've done something great by doing that, but then what, what happens then if I pause, if I don't need to talk? 
Well, what happens? Am I anxious? Am I thinking like, I got to direct this conversation this way so it gets over with or so it's more effective or efficient or so that I can get on my way? What starts to happen as you do that? Or what happens, starts to happen, because this is everybody's experience in Lent, don't worry. What happens when you go a whole day and you forget to do the discipline, you know, that you were going to do? And so you get to the end of the day, I, I forgot it. It's even, we're even in that season. But I did say I wanted to do this practice of secrecy. Well, usually that's just as meaningful as if you would have done it because then you stop and reflect and you say, why is that so hard? And whether you did it well that day or whether you did it poorly, there's a a moment to reflect and look and say, what's going on underneath through this practice? Why, perhaps with secrecy as the example, perhaps you realize, I really have this sort of impatience always there and I use words and telling stories to to act it out. Or I am really addicted to people's feedback for my sense of identity and to know that I'm okay. And now what do I do that I'm not, that I'm supposed to be putting that on the shelf? I feel terrible about myself. What do I do about that? And then, so then if you're doing one of these practices, whether it's this practice of secrecy or it's sacrifice, or I'm just going to list a bunch of the abstinence practices, uh, chastity, frugality, Fasting from some thing uh, or some food or some practice or some behavior, silence, solitude, whatever starts to stir up about yourself, then have it drive you to God. That's the point. Have it drive you to pray. Because then you find in the, well, the most significant way that God has shown to meet us and to fill our empty hearts is through the love of Jesus on the cross. And so you have an opportunity with that emptiness that you're feeling to go to God to get filled. That's the idea. Um, and Jesus is, makes it surprisingly clear in these Matthew passages that you can do it the right way and you can do it the wrong way. You can have totally different motives about your acts of righteousness. I find that very interesting and thought-provoking that you could be doing the same thing, two people doing the same thing during Lent, and one is, is totally not, it's not driving towards God at all. So we've got to really pause and think about that. That's really significant. Um, the concept is that God's not waiting around for you to do something special for him. <laughs> but maybe... God's waiting around for some stuff to get cleared out of the way so he can do something special for you so that he can meet you in a significant ways. Um, and so, in a sense, you need to get past the, just the giving up part and how am I doing it, giving something up or doing some practice. But it needs to be driven to prayer, driven to prayer, driven to prayer um, so that God can sort out your heart. That's the point. So whether it's through prayer journaling or praying out loud or closing the door and kneeling, you know, once a day or a couple times a day, or whether it's calling a spiritual friend or mentor and and having that connection every day about how this practice is going. The key question that needs to be asked for a discipline of abstinence is how can God fill that need better than the thing that I'm giving up? So consider these prayers. There are actually three of the ones that are available to you. There's one on peace, one on entertainment, and one on abstinence. The abstinence one is in the worship guide. The other two, along with a bunch of others, are on the back table. So consider you might be in the practice of, you might be in the midst of Lent. You might 
you might have really identified an issue for you that you're starting to see is spiritual. There's data there spiritually. You want to address it. So you do some practice, but you also pray. So let's say you pick the prayer of peace, and each day in combining with this, whatever practice you're doing, you pray this prayer. Prince of peace, there is a calm available to my soul which I have not attained. Your peace can heal hurts. Bring reconciliation, understanding, and make breathing room for growth. On the cross, this otherworldly peace has been offered to me for free. Spirit, make it grow. I plead with you. Convince me that you have made peace with me, and that is all I need. Amen. The prayer of entertainment or comfort. God of extravagance who captures my attention in my heart. I need, dis- I need distraction from myself. The thoughts and feelings that tumble through my head are often too painful to hear. Instead, I chase after entertainment, finding it in movies and books and music and video games, anything that keeps me from hearing your thundering whisper. You came to give abundant life, and as as an abundantly creative artist, you made me and the world around me as a source of joy. In spite of my pain, the joys of this world are meant to inspire my own creativity, not keep me from it. Quiet the noise around me. Let me hear your voice. I want the abundant life you can give me. Amen. And then the prayer of abstinence goes like this. God, my life has many extra cushions that I keep in place where you belong. I run to their comfort, trusting them with the problems, worries, and pressures of my life. You take care of these issues entirely through the love shown to me on the cross. During Lent, I abstain from something in order to trust the cross instead. It feels surprisingly difficult and strange to do this. Provide your spirit to start rewiring my heart through this season. So if you're going to do something during Lent, don't just do something noble, do something prayerful. And don't forget, one of the most important parts of Lent is that one of the practices of the church is that Sunday is a day off from your practice from whatever you know, thing you're engaging in. The idea that Sunday is Resurrection Day. Sunday is the day to celebrate the joy of the empty tomb and that um, although my frailty is real and my sin is real and my brokenness and mess are real things that maybe I'm delving more into in the season, they're not the last word. Jesus rose from the dead. The tomb is empty. And we're all ushered into a new creation through his resurrection. Let us pray. Dear God, I pray that For this Lent, you help us. In whatever we might do, whatever you might bring our way, whatever practice we might attempt to take on, help us to flee from self-focus and self-esteem and self-absorption. And will you please replace it with God-focus, with God-esteem, and with God-absorption. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.